This is Eshan Akins, and welcome to Two Guys in a Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Esh, and I'm here as always with my good friend, Mr. Akins. Mr. Akins, this last episode was absolutely fantastic. I thought you're right. It was a great episode. Uh, hats off to Justin Wilson. I thought he did a great job. Uh, really enjoyed it. I thought there was just some great conversation. A lot going on right now, a lot going on in this country. I don't think either one of us have to tell the public that. Uh, we can all see it around us. And uh, that is, it is something that uh, we need to keep talking about. Absolutely. I, I feel like that message was powerful that we put out. I believe that Mr. Wilson had a great perspective to, to everything that was going on. Uh, I kind of sat back the last episode. I had a few tidbits that I inserted, but uh, the show, I mean, thanks to Justin, we had a great show, I think. I agree. I kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I spoke a little bit more maybe than you did, but yeah, I tried to let him say his piece because I felt he brought a perspective that was unique to our perspective. Right. And he, he puts it forth in such a uh, respectful way and just as well-spoken and someone you can talk to. Uh, that uh, I, I just felt like you know this 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 he 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 would do better for 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 us just to go absolutely just talk and, and just go with what you think and then we'll say what we think. Now, listeners, let me explain something. We had a plan to do another episode. We was going to have one of our listeners come on, uh, Jared Aaron. Shout out to Jared and Jared. Uh, we were we we're going to do a show on cooking and recipes and such like that. Because I'd seen Jared sharing some cooking videos on on Facebook, and I thought that'd be a great episode. You yeah. know, I've, I've, I'm a cook myself. I enjoy cooking, and Jared, you know, some of the stuff that he's cooking looks fantastic. So I figure our listeners might enjoy something like that. But with the current events going on in our country right now, and in our last episode, the response we got from that, I felt like we wasn't doing anybody justice if we didn't do a follow-up up episode. So I woke up one day and I said, you know what? I'm madder than hell about what's going on in my country. So I, I got with Jason right away. I said, look, I know we've already scheduled Jared to come on, but we've got to do a follow-up on this episode because I've got a lot to say. And, you know, going back to Jared, I, I can't wait to have him on here. I, I thought it was a great idea when you brought him up. Jared's a local educator, but just a really sharp guy. And he has his own YouTube channel where he uh, does basically, like you said, just kind of, um, it's kind of a guerrilla broadcast, uh, a cooking show. And, uh, you know, you, you and he both have that in common. You enjoy cooking different things and being inventive. My end of it, I just enjoy eating those things. Right. And who don't like it? Uh, who don't enjoy eating it? Exactly. Exactly. I don't have a creative bone in my body. You know, but, Jared, but you know, it. I would say Jared, he's probably our star listener right now. He, he so. interacts with our show on Facebook. He does. He, he's always commenting on our stuff when we post, I, mm -hmm. I, and I enjoy that. I wish more listeners would like him interacting with us on Facebook with our show. Don't be afraid, folks. We enjoy it, guys. We're going to find what you said funny some way, shape, or form. Exactly. And we're going to talk about it. <clears throat> so, Jason, I, well, like I said, I woke up mad, brother. I woke up mad. Well, speak your piece. Speak your piece, brother. I'm, Get I'm, it off I'm your going chest. To. I hate that a man got killed in Minnesota. I hate Mr. Floyd got killed. I do. I hate it. Anybody that gets killed senselessly like that, it's wrong. You know, whether he is a bad guy or a good guy, it don't matter. But all this damn writing 
A peaceful protest, I understand. Yes. I, I can get down with that. That's fine. But the rioting, the wanting to tear statues down, them statues have nothing to do with what happened to Mr. Floyd. I don't feel like that incident was racist, racist-fueled whatsoever. Many of you have talked about this many times. I have mutual respect for every creed, race, culture on this earth. Not a big fan of Muslims, but there's peaceful Muslims. I've met some that I like. But the religion itself, I don't agree with, okay? <laughs> but look, people, there's no damn sense to tear the statue down that's been set up somewhere for 115 years. It is a part of our American history. I know it's a part of history that a lot of people want to forget about, but it's still a part of our American history. It ain't just Southern history. It ain't just Confederate history. It's American history. Mm -hmm. People died during the Civil War on both sides of this battle, and some of them were family. It was family killing family over this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's still, regardless of what that stands for to some people, it don't stand... Stand for that to some somebody else. Them people that died, they still got relatives living today. Mm-hmm. And whether they knew them or not, or whether they didn't know somebody that knew them, that's still family. Mm-hmm. People are still proud of what their family did and what they fought for the beliefs they had. And sometimes some people were brought in and fight, and maybe they didn't feel as strongly as about the slavery situation. Like in Winston County, during the Civil War, they couldn't even afford to own slaves. That's why they were the free state of Winston. They didn't care because they were the ones picking the cotton themselves. They were the ones running their own farms and plantations in Winston County. Mm-hmm. And that goes into Coleman County, Blunt County, and all that too. I don't know I don't know if there were many slaves in Walker County. Probably not very many. Look, racism's not what it was in the sixties and seventies. Sure, does it exist? Yes. It absolutely exists. But people are not born that way. They're taught, taught that by people. Now, I agree with you there. I don't think that people are born racist. Now, I do believe there is something in our brains that has developed over thousands of years, and I believe it's it's a, um, what's the proper term? It's, it's just a form of self-preservation that uh, we developed over thousands of years to be able to recognize members of our own tribe, our own group. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think, so that is innate in people to try to recognize someone you have something in common with and to maybe, I hate to use the word, be put off by someone that is different. It's just a, so, but to say that, I don't think people are, are born with an aversion or hating other races or other groups. I believe that's taught. Absolutely. I believe that is taught and that's handed down. Right, absolutely. And then you have people who have bad experiences and they judge because it traumatizes them in one way or another, so they have a default judgment against everybody like that. So I think that comes into play as well, but um, where do you, where would you, you threw a lot of stuff out there, Mr. Edge. I know. And, and you I put still, a lot of stuff on the table. I still got a lot more to put on the table. Well, do you want to, but let me, <laughs> you want to keep putting I've it or do you want to go back and address it? I've got a lot of stuff here, man. All let's right. address it. What do you mean to address first? Well, let's, you, hey, I, you, it's, 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 um, you, you got, uh, you got a lot 
on your mind right. and heart. Let, there, let's let, I, let's 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 start one thing at a time. And, let's and, start with racism in general. Okay. Okay. There's they are racist white people. Oh yeah, I absolutely. give that. I mean, absolutely. there are. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But there's also racist black people. Oh sure, there are. There's yeah. racist Mexicans. There's racist sure. Chinese people. Sure. That's a, that's a part of the human condition. But on either side of that, no matter what race you are, and we're going to use black and white because that's been the predominant issue of race in the United States. Yeah, I, I think right now, because you can bring all kinds of stuff in, but I think right now is not the time for that other stuff. Right now, this is what we're dealing this with. Is, this is, that's the issue in the United States, black right. and white. Right. And let me tell you something, guys. It don't, I don't care what the color of your skin is. It's what you have in your heart that I care about. Mm-hmm. And if you're a productive member of society or not. Right. Look, like I said, there's racist white people and there's racist black people. Right. There ain't a person on either side of that that has went through or been a part of anything that happened during the Civil War before that. Now, there may be people still still around that were a part of you know, the, the race wars of the 1960s and 70s. Well, yeah, you got to look at that. You do have a lot of people who were alive during the civil rights movement and who experienced the Jim Crow laws. Absolutely. And I mean, because you, the, the civil the Voting Rights Act, which did not end the whole situation, was in 1964. I was born 11 years later. Right. So, you know, the reason I say that is we're not that far. You're talking about people in our age group that are African American that that's their grandparents. Right. So. I, th- I think part of the problem we're seeing right now, and, and let me say this, there's a lot of noise out there. You got a lot of noise on both sides that are just ridiculous. Ridiculous people shouting. Oh. Let's push them to the side because you can't do anything about extremists or agitators on either side. Let's push that to the side for right now. And let's, let's, let's try to look at, okay, what's the truth? What's, what, what's the core we're trying to get to here? Um, you know, pushing that to the side and, and looking at it just from a common sense level of what you're trying to what you're trying to say, you know, part of the outrage or a big part of the outrage, I think what we're seeing right now, has been building for decades. Right. And uh, you know, the the one big difference between and you're right, there are racist of every creed, color, and, and persuasion. But the difference between, say, a white racist and a black racist is we never had it encoded in law to discriminate and keep us from anything. Right. And I think that builds over time. And just like you say, racism gets passed down from generation to generation. That also moves on from generation to generation. And then when you start seeing situations where, you know, unarmed black people, it looks like are being killed, and it, by, it, not by, just by white people, but by the state, right. by, by the power of the state. Right. Then I believe, you know, and there are, each, each circumstance has its own situation. Everything is different. Um, you can't say, well, this is it across the board. No, you got to, you got, you have to really look at it and say, okay, what's this, what's the same here and what's different? Um, you know, I, that is stoking a lot of it. And the feeling as in the past, more often than not, and, and you know me, we, we both support law enforcement. You know, you're, you're back, you know, 
uh, with the sheriff's department in, in the area where we live. And I commend you on that. Um, I still have a lot of love for the folks down there. They're like family to me. I support no, I have no them. doubt. So we, we you know, we, we both, there's, there's no question there about that. And we've, we've talked about that. And we've also talked about the fact that neither one of us would tolerate brutality right. or mistreatment. Right. Um, but I, I think that has been building and building and building over the years. And when things don't ever get really addressed and when it seems like there will never be justice, eventually it just explodes. It just absolutely explodes. Let me ask you and this. then when it explodes, that's when all the all the noise comes in too and right. all the crazies come in. Let me ask you this. You and look, I'm not this is gonna sound bad come out of my mouth, mm -hmm. but I don't mean it the way it sounds. But I saw a black man speak on this on Facebook. I watched a video, a black man talking about this. Mm -hmm. He is mad at white people for for feeling sorry for what to, toward black people for what's going on right now. Now, now it wasn't Dave Chappelle, was it? No, it was not Dave Chappelle. This was a he was a he was <laughs> a, he does some pretty good videos. He's a actually. former police officer with the Tulsa Police Department, I believe it was. Okay, and he runs a a, a boys program now, I believe is what it is. Mm -hmm. So you know he's he's a legitimate person. I mean, he, right, he's, right, right. He's I'm, very conservative. I mean, right. But he his opinion is black people are not oppressed like it's being put out in the public mm -hmm. black people have every privilege that white people have for anything he, what he said is if a black man goes into a bank with the same credit score as a white person they're going to get the same loan a white person's going to get and he said it's fact because he's done it mm -hmm. he said that, that white people shouldn't be feeling sorry for black people for the culture they've put themselves in White people get put themselves in the same type of situations. We've mm -hmm. seen it. Oh, we've seen we it. We see it a lot in our home county. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it's really, I've always believed that it, the most negative determining factor, and that's not the right way to say it, not the most, but one of the, the determining factor on a lot of this really goes to poverty. It does. It goes to poverty. But that's a discussion for another time. But I mean, but at the same time, you've seen white and black people that have started out in poverty in life, and they've actually made something of themselves. Oh, I, I think both. Now look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: yeah. a little background to my family. If if my if the listeners don't know who I am, my father is a former super heavyweight boxing champion. My dad's Butterbean. You know that. You grew up around here. You know all about him. Knew him and, before I knew you. And, exactly. And a lot of people do know who he is, but they don't make the connection. My family immigrated here from Germany. Before... And we won't hold that against and you. And it was way after all this mess, okay? They were here during the 60s when all that mess was going on. But, you know, my family had nothing to do with slavery in this country, period. There's, we don't have any racism in our family. What I'm getting at is my dad, his mom died when he was young. So he was raised by his dad and his stepmom eventually. But he started out with nothing. But guess what? He said, I'm going to do something better for myself. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do that. I don't care what your circumstance in life is. They lived, my mom and dad lived in a camper for a while. Oh, yeah. 
But he made something of himself. Anybody can do that. I don't care what race you are, culture you come from, religion you're a part of. It don't matter. You can make something of yourself. Stop blaming everybody else for your misfortunes. Well, and I think that's some of what gets lost in the conversation. And I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't hear, and maybe maybe I don't maybe I'm missing something. I don't hear a lot of blacks saying that we're held back. Not as, not as much as I heard 20 years ago. Right. And there, you know, up until the recent past, there was a lot more what they call systemic racism. Sure. I mean, it was in housing. It was it was in banking. That's been proven by scientific studies. It was in a lot of things. I would the justice say... system has been stacked against. In my lifetime, overall, in my lifetime, nearly thirty-five years, mm-hmm. I've not seen that. In my lifetime, well, just because we haven't seen it, and I'm not doesn't saying, mean it doesn't exist. I'm not exist. saying it don't exist. Don't get me wrong. Right. There are there are nasty, hateful people on both sides. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and this guy, like I was talking to you about this thing I watched. This guy, he said, he said, if I knew a black girl was coming to my store stealing stuff, yeah, I'm going to profile a black girl. Coming in my store, I'm going to watch them a little closer than what I would somebody else. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody that comes in my store that's dressed like a thug, and he said it don't matter if it's a white guy or a black guy. Right, right. I'm going to watch them closer. I'm going to profile them. Right. And this is coming from a black man. Right, no, and, and I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, but, and like we spoke in the last episode, this incident happened in Minnesota. And there was rioting all over the country. Yeah, I hate a man died, but that shit's senseless. Well, the rioting is senseless. You know, we'll, let's get to that. In a Peaceful protesting's fine. Protest, yeah, but but peaceful. be certain what you're protesting about. Well, the thing about it is, there have been peaceful protests going on for several years now. Yes, and they they did they accomplished very little, very little, e- except from backlash from people who didn't like the fact that they were protesting and didn't bother to ask what they were protesting about, and then. And that's why I think we missed an opportunity. Now, do I think that you take Colin Kaepernick, do I think he's the gold standard or he's some kind of civil rights icon? No, I do not. I don't really think at times he knows what he's doing. Do you mean tell you my opinion on Colin Kaepernick? But it was a peaceful protest it, that brought attention it, to the subject. It was a peaceful protest, and I know that he was told by a former Navy SEAL, mm-hmm. you know, instead of sitting there in the National Anthem, nil. Right. And now I, even though that came from a Navy SEAL that was a part of the military, I still find it disgraceful to the country. And that's just my personal opinions. Right. And I respect everybody else's opinion on it. See, and I never felt like it was anything about the military. Right. I mean, I felt it was like about it was, the flag. <clears throat> Look, it was, Jason, about, it was about. I've got simple. I've got old glory tattooed on the inside of my arm. It takes up a quarter of my arm. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of pride in that flag. But I do have, we? But do we care more about a symbol than we do about? It's the fact that people are being mistreated. It's what the symbol stands for. It's, I agree. It's what the symbol stands for. But there again, is it more upsetting to us that someone kneels while the while the national anthem's going, or is it more upsetting to us that people are being mistreated? Right. I, I mean, mean, that's something we got. I think that's something yeah, we have to really think at, about. At the same time, we're talking about humans. At the same time, why kneel? I mean, that is a symbol of of when else? Right. When else was he supposed right. to do it? Do it after the national anthem's over with. The game starts. Right. <laughs> Go to center field and take a knee before the game starts. 
Well, cool. and now that's an idea. That could have been I mean, done. There's other, I think he went with what he thought this is going to get the attention. There's other outlets that could have been played. I mean, there, oh, instead of that. Right. There always, Look, my thing is, I've got family that has fought in the military. As well do I. Went to war. As well do so I. So that symbol means a lot to me. They fought for that flag. It means a lot to me, too. But it also, I think we have a responsibility to call that symbol to account. It does, and you're right. You know, everybody under that 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 lives under that flag deserves the same kind of respect. Right, and I think that's uh, getting back to the protest. I think that, and you know, I, and I, I don't know enough to intelligently speak on Black Lives Matters. I don't know about the organization, but I know the point they're trying to get across is not that that's those are the only lives that matter. It's just they're trying to say our lives don't matter. I understand that. And when, and, I've seen, and, and when it was immediately, no, all I, no one was listening. It was immediate. We're going to counter you with what we think, and it it becomes just a it becomes another political thing. It does. And I think I think we missed some opportunities there for conversation. Sure, we missed a and, lot. And, we've missed a lot on what's going on in the country, and really, it starts at a political level. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does, but we're not going to get into that right now because that's not the that's point. A, that's a whole that's, other That's topic. a whole other, a whole other show just on that. We do several. <laughs> the Republican-Democrat Party is not what they used to be, both of them. Best government, best government money can buy. Right. So, back to Ka- Kaepernick for just a minute. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I think he started protesting? His NFL career was tanking. Well, he had to bring attention to himself. It's quite possible. And you it know, hurt him in the long run. I don't, I don't know enough... You know, I don't know the man's mind and heart enough right. to know if he had ulterior motives. And that's just my personal opinions. I don't want that people right. to think. I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched the NFL in 20 years. Right. If a, white man, the if a white man did the same thing, I'm going to be just as pissed about it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I understand I understand why you were upset about it. And I understand why I have very good friends that um, would normally su- support a peaceful protest, but that bothered them. For me, it didn't. But... Um, you know, and I just I just use that as an example of a peaceful protest, and and what black even though yeah, and it's a good example of a peace. It was a, he right. was peaceful about what he was doing, but I think it came off wrong to a lot of people. I took it as disrespectful. Well, I felt like my biggest problem with it was I don't feel like he was articulating well enough. What right. you know, I get what he was. It was it was police brutality is what he was yeah. protesting. Yeah. But I don't think he was. It wasn't well. I didn't feel like it was well thought out. Right. You know, okay, we okay, okay, that's what you're talking about. You know, Black Lives Matter. Matter or is it matters or matter? Uh, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it's okay. Um you know, I, there again I I I think and like you said, we're not gonna go into the politics. We are we are at a great divide and a great polarization in this country. And I think that became just another part of the polarization. People on one side were not going to listen to it no matter what. It didn't matter. And then on the other side, all you were going to hear was the, 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 all the media was going to put on were the most extreme voices. Absolutely. And that's all they ever do. The media is the enemy of the country. Mm -hmm. The media in this country means jack shit to me. Well, you know, I like good reporting. There is no one. You can find good, you can find it. You can find it if you listen. And you're always going to have... I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, and I've told you this before. I told you the last show. I quit watching cable news. I quit. Yeah. I, and I'm much happier. Yeah. You know, because it's all just it, it, it. It's entertainment. It's not really news. Right. You know. It's a and and 
you said something a minute ago that kind of made me think about something. You're talking about police brutality and why he was protesting, and that's really what this this is should be about. Police yeah, yeah. brutality. It shouldn't yeah. be about racism. Right. This should be about police brutality. And yes, like we talked on the last show, there is good law enforcement officers. Oh, they're wonderful. Like wonderful. absolutely. And then you have bad apples. Right. And that's with everything. It don't matter it don't matter if it's a ticket salesman or a football game. Right. You've got good ticket salesmen, you've got bad ticket salesmen. They don't care, they're gonna make a dime regardless. Mm-hmm. Now I do believe because a law enforcement officer has so much power. Right. They have so much power that I, I do think the time for a discussion of, okay, these are some of the obvious problems. How do we try to fix that? How do we, you know, because I'll be honest with you, you got a bad officer, you're going to, the other officers are going to know who the bad officers are. Oh, no They doubt. always do. But a lot of times they're afraid to say anything because for they're afraid, one, nothing's going to happen to that bad officer, or two, they're going to get retaliated against in some way. Absolutely. So I think, you know, that's one thing I would like to see is encouraging. And I'm not talking about encouraging snitching and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about letting other officers know that they have a duty, a responsibility to the people they're serving and to their fellow officers. No doubt. Because you let a bad guy get in there and do something like the guy in Minnesota, look at what happened. Right. Look at what he, look at the lives that were lost by his action. Right. You know, you know my, and with that, Jason, you know, Law enforcement in the past decade has been putting under put under so much scrutiny. Oh yeah, and it's they're not just scrutinizing the bad officers; they're scrutinizing all law enforcement. They're talking about defunding police departments in some areas. Yeah, I don't, I, and be honest with you, I don't even know what the heck they're. What the I, hell? I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't even know what that means. Look, man, there is so much crazy shit going on in this country right now. Mm-hmm. Look, well, they need to be talking about reform. Yeah, there needs to be some reform. You need to stop. Everything needs to be stopped being blamed on racism. That's not what everything's about. No, that's not everything because this situation. You, you have a lot of white people to get through. This situation right now going on, like I said just a few minutes ago, it shouldn't even be about racism. It should be about a bad officer that didn't do his job right. Well, and. And whether it be, I'm sorry, no. whether it be a white officer. A black officer, an Asian officer, it don't matter. There's police brutality for all races. Oh, there's, yeah, there's. It ain't just black people being brutalized. And I know in the media per capita that, you know, black males are more more brutalized by law enforcement when it happens. And that's part of the rub. That's part of the problem is that they see it happening over and over again. Yes. At the same time, though, why? And it's not just black males, because no. there have been a lot of black females right. just in the past year. Right. But what I'm saying is, white people in general, they get the same kind of treatment when they have a bad officer. I'll go along. I'll go along with that 100%. Why, I, I, there, has, there has been a lot. And I don't have, as, I don't have a big problem with law enforcement being looked at more closely, because... There again, I go back to the power they have. If you don't look at them closely, then things can get out of control. Right. At the same time, though, this is my concern for law enforcement, and it has been for a long time, and I take it back to my days of working with you. I don't believe, well, I don't, I don't just believe I know. There's not enough emphasis 
or concern put into the rates of post-traumatic stress disorder in officers, the stress they're under, the pay that is in a lot of areas pitiful. If people, if people only knew what law enforcement gets paid in smaller areas, especially like ours. Oh man. You know, in bigger cities and, and you got to look at, you know, cost of living in different areas like in California, minimum wage is what, $18 an hour or some business, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here, minimum wage is $7.25. Well, they, you know, um, I, I used to tell people when they would come to work, you know, where, where we worked, new people, I'd say, well, if you're not crazy coming in, you're going to be crazy going right. out. So what I'm saying is people here, they're not getting into law enforcement for the money. They're getting into it because they have a want to help the community they live in. Right. Right. Let me tell you something. I, I'm going to give a shout-out to the Walker County Sheriff's Department and the Jasper Police Department. Last week, there was rumors that a riot was going to take place in Jasper. Was that last week or the last week before? It was, it was just after the last episode, It was on I Monday. Believe. It yeah. was on Monday. So, everybody's kind of on high alert. You know, we got actual deputies and uh, city police that are patrolling our county court square that's got a Confederate monument on it. Mm -hmm. Been there for, I believe, 115 years. A long time. Yeah, long time. You know, the same with the one in Lynn Park in Birmingham. It's been there a long time. And, uh, yeah, there were some peaceful protesters. And I don't even know there was so much of a protest. But everybody was hearing rumors, hey, they're busting people in from Atlanta to protest. Oh, yeah, the rumors were fine. The rumors it, it were crazy. hysteria. And people were sharing, hey, they're, they're set up. They're about to start marching. And, and obviously, you know, our sheriff's department, they did a great job, you know, watching the situation to see what was going on. They're like, there's nobody here. And there's pictures, and, and I love it. You've got, you've got these, these pro peaceful protesters, and you've got our law enforcement officers and, 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 uh, from the county department and the city department hand-in-hand hand with them. And that's absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. People expected something like this in Walker County to go badly. The people in this county show the rest of the world how we should have handled the whole thing. Well, and I get, I get back, with you bringing that up, I get back to something I said earlier. When you can put the noise aside on both sides and get down to human to human, we basically all want the same things. Mm -hmm. That's where you can find common ground and solutions. But when everybody gets in, gets in their side, gets in their tribe, and it becomes like, oh, yeah, well, what about this? We can't go anywhere with that. We cannot go anywhere with that, it, you know. So, you know, I, I thought I thought everything was handled well down there. It was it really was, it was beautiful. I mean, that 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 had a heartfelt feeling to me that our community, our law enforcement, along with the people that are upset about what's going on, they came together and they had a peaceful situation. I was proud. That I was I was beyond proud. Yeah, I was very proud. I was I, I'm proud of I'm I was already proud of where I'm from because you, you're from somewhere your heart's there, and you're always proud of where you're from. Well, and, that, you, and you got to be honest, we don't have exactly the greatest reputation. Right, we don't. Yeah, I mean, but, but a lot of that's from a lot of people also that don't know. Right, that's for people that really don't know. Right. I was so proud, man. I I can't even tell you how the seeing the people come together like that. Mm -hmm. I was so proud. Now, do I think the monument should come down? No, I don't. Well, and, you know, talking about, if, if you want to talk about the monuments and, and all that right now, would you? Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, I, I have to be honest, and I meant to go by there and look at it. 
I'm not really sure about that particular monument, what all is it's made up of. Right. Now, as far as removing Confederate monuments that have been erected, that would say were erected 30 years after the Civil War, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with destroying them right. and defacing them because, to, you know, I, I just, I think that is, that's just, you know, barbaric. And it's it's disrespectful it, just to, you know, you may not agree with artwork, but you're not supposed to, you know, you don't agree with all artwork, right, but that's exactly. just making it that it's not art. From my understanding, Hitler did a bunch of paintings, and they were really good paintings. Yeah. And people love them. That's what I'm saying. But they, they hate them because of who done them. Exactly. You know, I, I remember... Why can't you just, even though he was a madman and, and performed genocide on millions of people, you can still respect a beautiful painting. If you didn't know who did it, you wouldn't think that Right. If you it. didn't know who did it, you wouldn't care. Right. And it, let's say you liked it, and then somebody said, well, Adolf Hitler. Well, I, I, I fucking hate it now. <laughs> Pardon the F-bomb, guys. Look, I'm, I'm fired up with this episode. You have turned us blue, man. But, um, you know, I, I don't have a... The problem I have with with some of the Confederate, Confederate memorials, and some of it are, are just names, and some of it are statues... You know, if you're, if you're commemorating an actual historical site, okay, I get that. You know, hey, this happened here. You know, but I, I don't believe, because I, I'm not proud. I, I had a direct ancestor that fought in the Civil War. I see, it was different for me because my people well, wasn't people here right. during the Civil War. But, you know... So I really, honestly, I honestly, the Confederate flag, the Confederate monuments, I don't really have a... I don't have a personal tie to them. Well, but I do have a personal tie to history. Right. Well, to me, I feel like to honor that with a monument, because I, I think it's a dark part of our history. It is. And we have a lot of dark parts of our yeah, history. But we don't put up statues to them. Right. We read about them in books. We see, you know, on TV. I mean, there's a lot of, there are a lot of history books out there. Absolutely. We don't have, I think the statues say more about us than it does about the history. Mm -hmm. In other words, that this is what we choose to venerate, there's something wrong with that. Right. Now, you know, and that's why when people want to say, well, if you're going to tear those down, then tear down the Martin Luther King Jr. statues. Well, they're two different animals. Well, they, but, they, but they're conflicting, they're, they're well, direct conflicting issues. Well, but the thing is, who does Martin Luther King Jr. offend? Right. He how, don't offend how, how me. How he offend anybody? See, neither he of fought them, for people's rights. Neither of them, neither of them offend me. Martin Luther King, nothing he'd done offended me. But at the same time, the monuments being there, they don't offend me. They, that was a time, you know, the Civil War was a time in our history where we were really still growing as a country. We were still growing as people. We were, but, we didn't, but they knew right from wrong. They knew right from they wrong. They knew right from wrong. But at the same time, look, how, how, did the slaves, how did the slaves get to our, to our country? Well, they were sold. By, their, by, by, by other people. tribes, but you can't. We can't. But right. we bought not, them. We I know, accepted I'm, I'm, that. I understand that. You know, there's absolve us. I get that. But how can you put all the blame on white people? No one's putting all the blame on white people, and that's that's where I think we're losing the conversation. It doesn't become an issue of white or black. It becomes an issue of right or wrong. You're right. If we, if, if we as if white people choose to say, okay, these are the things we're going to make monuments to, then what we're doing is we're making a monument to white supremacy. You know, and, and sla slavery is a bad thing no matter what. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing. They've been white slaves. Oh, of course They've they have. been Chinese slaves. I mean, the Irish, for instance. 
Yeah, they were. They just, were enslaved to a dark, dark point. Oh yeah, you had indentured servitude, but we don't have monuments all over the place you, of the people that yes, enslaved. You're them. exactly right. <laughs> you know the people that fought to keep them there. My perspective on the Confederate monuments—they're there to honor the people that died in the war. Well, that's my view. And on it. I can dig that if you want to put it in a cemetery. That's fine, but not in the public square. Right. Because I, I personally, I just feel like that's a that's a statement of, you know what? Because when you go back, most of those monuments didn't go up to like from 1905 to 19 to 1920s. Right. And when you read the speeches that were that were that were spoke at the dedication of those monuments, you hear mentions of white supremacy, of you know your and, blood, and, your your people, and and, it's, and that's it's, wrong, and it's wrong, and I I think they're trying, they were trying to mythologize something that everybody from the local church to everybody else just said, you know what guys, this is wrong, folks shouldn't have gone that way, we shouldn't have fought against our own country, absolutely, you know, I want this to be said, I don't want anything that I'm saying. Because I'm kind of looking at, I'm trying to look at both sides of it. Right, and that's fine. And that's trying, what we're, hey, that's what we're doing I, here, folks. I'm trying to look yeah. from, you know, the, maybe the Black Lives Matters perspective, but I'm also trying to look at this, these people that believe in their Southern heritage. Right, and, and that, heritage. Well, and that's the other side of it. it look, there are people that I know and yes, that don't have a racist bone in their body, but they, they feel like that that Confederate flag, for them, that represents the South. And right. they're proud of the South. They love the South. You know, and I don't think they're racist at all. I really don't. Absolutely. But, you know, I don't have a problem with other organizations and other people saying, you know what, we're not going to have this out here because it, for a lot of people, it does represent this. No, okay, I get that. I understand it. That If that's what you want to do, I have no problem with that because there again, I feel like it's a, it's a flag of, you know, I don't think you can clean it up and, and, and sharpen it up and say it's not a flag that didn't commit treason against our nation. No, I mean, And it's it not a, a flag that, that, that the fight to, to keep slavery in the South was fought under. You're absolutely right. That was a battle flag of the Confederate States of America. Right. That fought against the United States. You know, like I, like I told, told you a minute ago, Jason, I've got the American flag tattooed inside oh, of Oh, I know, I know. The Confederate flag don't mean nothing to me. Right. Well, and, and it's just a, to me, it's a part of history. Right. And I'm fine. I'm not saying we should eradicate it. I'm just saying, you know, it doesn't need to be flying. People. Well, it, no. It the just Confederate flag to... should be not flying at the state capitol. Right. Which I don't well, think it does. I don't think in any shape or form. Not anymore. But it did for a long time. And Georgia, just in the 2004, I think, got it off of their state flag. Mississippi right. still has it. Wow. Well, thank That's God a, for Mississippi. Thank right? God for. And we love our Mississippi listeners. <laughs> uh, thank God for you. That's that's what right. that's what he means. Right. That's what I mean. Thank God you for know, y'all. But I, you know, I, I think, you know, we both can agree that the the rights are just, no one wants to see a riot. Mm-hmm. My God, that's a terrible thing, um, and the destruction of of any any statue or monument. No one wants to see that. Um, well, not just the statues and monuments, Jason. They've took it to a whole other level. They're busting windows and burning down businesses. Oh, these mom and yeah. businesses. I know, I know, I know. The, the, the young man that got killed in Atlanta, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm. Three days ago? Mm-hmm. What was his name? Do you recall? 
I didn't make notes about it. I've just seen it seen it on the news. I, I, I've been reading about from it, but I've been having to read fast. From my understanding, the time of arrest, he was intoxicated. Yes, he was. And the officers were attempting to make an arrest to keep yes. them from possibly getting in a car and killing more well, people. Well, if you watch the video, and I haven't seen the full video, so I'm not going to act like I have. Um, from what I understand, everything was fine until they put started putting handcuffs on him. And then something, I don't know what happened, something... All hell broke loose. Right. And you know as well as I do, working in law enforcement, when you go to put handcuffs on somebody, that is a very tense moment. Oh, yeah. anything can happen. It, that is a very... That's when I was my most nervous with some of the people that that, that we dealt with. Is when you, because that's... Man, that's... It don't get no more personal than that. No. Because that's it. Once some handcuffs are on, that's it. That's right. That's There's right. no chance. Right. The, you know, I think... That particular case is going to require investigation. It's going to require looking at it from every angle. I don't think you can come right off and say this or say that all the way. I just don't. Because the video I've seen where he was shot, from what I saw, and it was the video where he was shot, he he did take a taser from one of the officers. Mm -hmm. And as he's running, he reaches back with one arm and aims it. I don't know if he shoots it. I'm not sure. But then his arm comes back around, and he's still running, and then he's shot three times. So I'm going to tell you, people can say, oh, well, oh, you, you should. It's, it's not as simple as you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Yeah, we all know you shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that. We all know that. But there are, there are guidelines and use of force guidelines. Absolutely. And there are laws that we all live under. Period. So that one is going to require. I mean, looking at you know, you know the, the 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 rules of engagement. We'll say for for people that don't understand, mm-hmm. uh, force continuum. Force continuum. Uh, so, officer presence is you is the first step in that. Right. Verbal command. Verbal commands. And then soft hand technique, hard hand techniques, mm-hmm. up to deadly force if the situation warrants it. Right. Them are the guidelines that officers are given to work with. Right. And they when they get to that deadly force point, they've got to make a judgment call. And that judgment call could be a split-second decision they have to make. Oh, yeah. Because oh, that yeah. split-second decision could determine their life, somebody else's life. Very well could. Or the assailant's it's not, life. It's not an easy position to be in. It's not an easy decision to make. I don't no. care what anybody says. Jokingly or not, if it comes down to having to take another person's life, you've got to think about it. Oh, it's it's you've got you've got to make sure your decision in your mind from the perspective you're in is the right decision to make. Mm-hmm. And you may have some people may view you may have half a second to make that yeah, decision. You may have a half a second to make that decision. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. If it comes down to me making a decision like that. Knowing my life could be the one mm-hmm. gone, and somebody else's life being gone, you can bet your ass in that half second decision. I'm gonna choose my life. Well, I, I and I, I think anybody would. No, and, and I think under the law that if, that's a legal use right, of, of very, deadly force. Legal use of deadly force, exactly justified. Right. Uh, no, and, and I'm not saying that my life's more important than other people's. Because if, if I'm in a situation where I'm protecting somebody else... I'm going to tell you, it's, pre- it's pretty dang important. I'm going to give... <laughs> I'll give my life to protect somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. If it comes down to me protecting my family or an innocent person, 
I'll give my life to protect somebody. Mm-hmm. But well, I'm going to be sure of the decision I'm making. That, and that's the thing. I look at that, and, and there again, it's easy to look at something or read something and say, well, this is what I would have done. I kind of wonder, would it have not been better if he, if, if, if he was running instead of shooting him and you couldn't catch him to let him run, you got his car. Right. You got his car, you can get yeah, it towed off. What would have happened if he would have went out and hurt somebody else? What if he would have stolen another car and he was intoxicated? Well, he could have stolen another car, but suspects get away all the time. Yeah, but you This guy him. had committed a misdemeanor by that point. He, so what I'm saying is, it's not like they couldn't, they, they couldn't right, but call in for help. I'm looking at the what-ifs here. And there's a lot of what ifs. There is, and there's always this. If that man, he he's already ran, he's already committed a crime. Mm-hmm. If if my understanding is correct, if he goes out and he is to kill somebody, he hits somebody with a car that he steals, or you know, steals somebody's car, kills somebody, wreck because he's drunk, he wrecks and kills somebody. He's committed another crime in the commission of another crime. Mm-hmm. So that becomes a capital murder case. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would. Th- I think that would. From I, my, from, I know if, if, if you I'm, commit a murder during a robbery, you've got a capital murder case. Right. I, you know, with that, you know, it's it's and and there again, there's no there's no good solution. There's no good solution. Well, there's no good solution anyway. But people got to understand. From my understanding, it was at a Wendy's that this took place. Right. You know, they burnt that. The rioters burnt that Wendy's down. Now let me let me ask you this: What did Wendy's do to deserve I, that? I happen? think it was one individual they're looking for. Right, sure, but what did Wendy's do to deserve that? No matter what happened, it, that Wendy's had nothing to do with it. And yeah, Wendy's will recover from it. It ain't nothing them to make millions. Oh yeah, but they'll, still, at the same time, what if, that, off the insurance what if that would have been say your dad's business, right? With all y'all's equipment in it, and your business, your equipment in it. What if that you had nothing to do with what happened to that establishment? Oh, that's where that's where when. Whenever you get mob action, and that's what a riot is, in my opinion, mob action, mm-hmm. that's when tragedies take place. And we've seen that throughout the history of our country. Mob actions, lynch mobs, mm-hmm. things. that's when you have, it, you can call it what you want, uh, but it's usually results in nothing but bad. Mm-hmm. Nothing but bad. So, now, I'm, I'm going to tell a story real quick, and you're right, that's when it gets bad. And and I'm jumping around a little bit, and I'm going to tell this story, and, and it's it's kind of a racist point, but it's not a racist point, and it's not a racist point on my point. From my understanding, and this is a, this is a true story told to me by another person just today, and out of respect for them, I'm not going to mention their name in the story, and Aniana, just a couple days ago, last week maybe, they were trying to, you know, riot and protest. Well, the KKK marched in Aniana. Did they? They got a small group, you know, mm-hmm. 30, 40 people. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I never saw it on the news, but the, this person's telling me it happened. He was in the area. And they said, we're not going to have rioting and protesting here because all lives matter here. Could the police not do anything? I mean, I didn't well, know there were African-Americans in Aniana. You know, I don't know either. I don't know. You know, this is just storytelling me, right. and I, I believe the story to be true. Mm-hmm. That coming from a group of Klansmen that all lives matter tells you that the KKK today is not the KKK of the 1960s. Well, not entirely. Yeah, there's still a, yeah. some corrupt groups. 
mind you, your Southern Brotherhoods that we've dealt with. Aryan Nation. Aryan Nation. Them are the ones that are more racially fueled now. And you know you know the history of the KKK. Oh, it's a rough history. Well, it wasn't originated as a race group. Uh, it was originated for the purpose of keeping blacks in line. Well, it was to and, keep, and to keep, keep carpetbaggers, right, as they dead, called them. And deadbeats in line. Well, that was part of it, yeah. Right. That was part of it, but I, you can't get away from the fact but that it was it, more often it, than it not, was, it was black it, people it who felt it. It was, you're right, absolutely. But at the time, that's the, that was the state of the country. Well, and there was laws, even, as bad as it sounds, there was laws against African Americans... Being able to vote, I mean, God, oh, yeah. damn, man, really? Yeah. Them laws, thank God them laws got changed. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But that was the mindset of the people then. Right. Well, and that's why I, to I, keep, I go back to... To I, keep I law and order. Yeah, that's why I go back to, you know, this has been building for a long time. Very long time. You know, because, I mean, I'll take, I'll use myself as an example. I've got a house and land because my great-grandfather bought the land. Mm -hmm. And then my grandfather bought it and took care of it. And it created an opportunity for me that I probably couldn't have afforded if I'd just been buying it off market. Mm -hmm. And so I have prospered from, from their hard work and from them not being restricted from being able to prosper for their own hard work. Mm -hmm. Now... Had they been black? How would things may or may not have gone that way because they were under code of law and, and they, they were discriminated against, not just because people looked down on them with their races, but by code of law. You're right, and so, that's a very fair point. You know, and I'm not, I, I, you know, I don't want to go back and refight the Civil War or nothing like that, but we're talking about, it's not just slavery in the Civil War. We're talking about all the way up in, until, right. I mean, you know, Heck, 40% of the state of Alabama in 2000 voted against a state amendment that would have made interracial marriage legal. It, it was in our Constitution up until 2000. Mm -hmm. You know, now most people don't even know what's in the Constitution. They're not paying attention to that. No. You know, who does? But um, state Constitution, that is. But I, I think this kind of stuff just builds up and builds up. And... There are no simple answers. It's a complex problem, and you can't answer complex problems with simple solutions. Complex problems oftentimes require consideration, you know, a lot of consideration, a lot of, a lot of patience and discussion and looking at both sides of the issue like we're doing right now. Absolutely. Um, you know, so I, I, that, that's what's needed more than anything. It is, is enough of this, you know, this side versus this side. It's like, what side are we all going to be on? And, and I know that's something you've been saying. Absolutely. In my eyes, everybody is equal. If everybody, if everybody would look at it that way, mm -hmm. instead of looking at the past, then I think we'd be in a much better situation in this country. Because absolutely every person walking this earth is equal. Some people make bad decisions. People that go to prison, they make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. They go to prison for it. Well, that's where I think... But they're still a person. Right. They're, and, and that's if, if people could 
could take take a second. I, I think this is really this is a great opportunity. What's going on right now? So you know, in the midst of the chaos, this is an opportunity for individual self reflection and to think about the things we're talking about, and also for 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 constructive conversation and bridge building. The, instead of bridge burning, bridge building. This is a time when that can take place. If everybody's willing to say, you know what, I may not have been right about all this, or I may not have been right about all that. Let's 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 come together. I, th- I think this is a tremendous opportunity for that, and I I hope we don't miss it. But um, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> and oftentimes on this show, we get to moving around to different topics when we're talking. And sometimes we have notes in front of us. Sometimes we don't. This particular episode, listeners, we don't have any notes in front of us. We're just talking about current events going on, and we're we're reacting off of each other in this conversation. And that we have no script. It's, we're just having yeah. We're just having. We a conversation. generally we generally don't want a script for our episodes. We yeah. want what is said natural and raw coming to you. A script is too much work anyway. Right. We're, we're not going to do that much work, we're, folks. I'm just going to tell you. This is this is fun for us, so we're going to try to keep it fun. It better be fun. <laughs> so we've talked about a lot of stuff, Jason. Yes, we have. We have, and I think that I've got off my chest what I needed to get off. And like I said, guys, I know some of it sound some of what I said may have sounded radical, may have sounded extreme, but I don't mean it that way. I don't. I mean, I, I'm the type of person that, uh, you know, every, everybody matters. And, yes, black lives matter. You know, and I understand the point for your organization, but white lives matter. Hispanic lives matter. Everybody's life matters. We get that. And the people on the other side, you know, that are, that are against the black lives matter, I think they're, they are missing the point, like you said. The Black Lives Matter, they have a point to what they're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. And I understand the people on the other side. And hey, look, yeah, black lives do matter, but all lives matter. Well, you have people like we, you know, we go back a lot to law enforcement because that seems to be the two biggest sides to the coin. And, of course, now with the, the Confederate monuments and all that, you have, you have folks who are, you know, have opinions there. Um, everybody, and we learned this from our experience, and man, until you have walked into a dorm of 20 angry men that are ready to riot, are ready to, and are very capable of hurting someone, including you, and you have to talk to them while you're being screamed at and get them, you know, it's it's a different world, isn't it? And we have lived in that world. We have lived in that world where we had to walk in, and it was a dorm full of African Americans. Mm-hmm. Who felt like they had been mistreated? Yes, we had to walk in absolutely. where it was a group of uh, Southern Brotherhood white supremacists. Absolutely, and they would—I don't think they would appreciate me calling. I think they say they're not white supremacists; they're right. white separatists. Right. But um, you know, and and try to get that under control. And they didn't care that we were white walking in there. They were mad at us just for being there. They were mad, yeah, more than likely because they look at us as just a couple other white guys who uh, you know who grew up around Curry. But <laughs> um, you know, the thing is. A lot of what we're saying kind of comes from our experience. When when you can kind of break through the noise and say, okay, I'm going to listen to you. That's what I'm trying to say. Everybody wants to be heard. 
Yeah, absolutely. Nobody wants to feel like or believe you're saying I'm my opinion's not important. You're saying my heritage, my life, my feelings are not important. No, and that's when you have the issues. You know, when you have a, a group over here who says y'all don't care about us, you've never cared about us, and then another the other other group this this says you're not gonna treat me this way. Eventually, you have bad things that start happening because you have overworked actors. And I don't mean actors like in the Hollywood films. I'm talking about, you know, individuals who do things. Absolutely. And it goes too far. Absolutely. And, you know, I, 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 I think it is a good time to look at policing in our country. Not just because of the African-American aspect, but like, like Mr. Ash said, the overall aspect. One, you know... The tactics and the training, uh, what these pe- these officers are going through, how many hours they're working, you know, what kind of support they have. I mean, I know a lot of guy, a lot of guys who are in law enforcement don't even like this mentioned, but what kind of psychological counseling are they getting? Right, absolutely. What kind of psychological counseling are they you, getting? Because I assure um, you, if you're in any form of law enforcement, you need it. Absolutely, anybody in law enforcement needs it. Now, Jason. There's another point I want to bring up, and we've had a lot of good discussion already. And that point is what's going on in Seattle right now. So, Jason, the other point that I want to talk about, right now we've got kind of a military coup going on in our country, I would say. And that, that sounds very extreme, but you've heard about the, the group Antifa. Yeah, and you know, really, I don't totally understand a lot about Antifa because I hear it a lot, but whenever I see pictures, it's like three skinny guys with blue hair right. and some old lady. Right. And, 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 and so I don't really, I don't understand you know, what Antifa is, if it's, if, it's, if it's a shadow group or if it's just like these random nuts who say, guess what, we're Antifa, and they do crazy things. I don't right. know. From my understanding, know. I think they're trying to label them as a terrorist group. Okay. They're responsible for you know a lot a lot of rioting that goes on stuff like that. Have the, is they have they proven that they're responsible or is it they're believed to be responsible? Believed to be. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, in some cases they're coming out saying we're Antifa. This is us. Yeah, I know, but I just wonder if that's not some idiots trying to get recognition. And in the same way that you know, whenever a, a, there's a terrorist attack somewhere, you'll have these different groups come out and say we did this, we did this, but they didn't do it. Right, they're just trying to get recognition. They're trying to get. Re- I wonder if some of that's going on too. Well, you know, I've read a lot of stuff, and you know, I've got, I keep up with some of the news on it, and we actually have a situation going on in the United States right now in Seattle. Okay. Where, from my understanding, they took over something like fifteen city blocks, burnt down a police precinct. I mean, basically, yeah, yeah no, I did. Hear basically, about took took it over. Okay. And I guess what what has happened, and and I've seen just bits and pieces of it, but I wanted to talk about it. The mayor of the city is scared to go in and do something about it. What are these guys like, Hamas? Or well, I mean, they're they're armed <laughs> people. They've actually took up, and they're, they're calling this a a a free state. Have you a like the free state a, of Winston? To Seattle? Something, something like that in Seattle, <laughs> but like a like a, a a sovereign nation on American soil. 
15 city. I think it's like 15 city blocks. Why didn't we think I'm of that? Not, I might be wrong, you know. And they're they're calling it like Chaz or something like that. I don't Chaz. Know, I don't know what it stands for. I don't know what it is. Okay, look, I've seen bits and pieces like like a lot a lot of people. But didn't your dad have a picture made with Chaz Parliamentary? May have the actor. I, I think I swear. I, I think I've seen a picture but, of him with Chaz Parliamentary. But basically, what's happened now? The president has came out and said to the mayor of Seattle, mm-hmm. "Either you do something about this, or I'm going to." Well, because that is that is about like that is about like the South succeeding from the Union during the Civil War. Well, are the, is the do you think the mayor's afraid that there could be possible possible death? It could end up being a bad scene, well, or well, what they're concerned Jason, about. It very well could be, but. Who in their right mind is going to let a section of their city get taken over and say, hey, we're not a part of the United States anymore? Well, I don't think you can. I don't think you can allow that to go on. You can. You know? But you also have to be careful, depending on the people involved, that you don't end up with another David Koresh situation where they go in and say, okay, we're coming in, and, and it ends up being a bloodbath. Well, and that, Jason, that very well be, might be what happens. Yeah. That's, I, I'm the sure. Mili- and I'm sure, you know, and... If if for God some ungodly reason the president does send the military in to handle this situation, mm-hmm. I believe this group will lay down. Yeah. I don't think it'll turn into a bloodbath. I mean, but it could, you know. Right, right, right. You don't know in a situation like that. You don't know uh I've seen some pictures these people do have weapons. They have AR fifteens, pistols. That, you know. But and, and to I, me I apologize. I don't know. That's okay, lot. and I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't it. know an extreme amount. I just, you know, I think the conversation on this point, and maybe some of these assholes will hear us. Maybe some of these assholes in Seattle, this Antifa group, will hear us, and they find out that we think they're fucking stupid. You think we got Antifa listeners? I don't know. Maybe we do. But let me let me explain something, to y'all. I'm a very conservative person. I'm, I'm pretty conservative. I'm not so far right that I'm crazy. And Mr. Aiken, he he's more of a, more of a liberal oriented, but he's not so far liberal. He's crazy like the liberals you see on TV. Jason's pretty center. I mean, I guess I'm pretty center too. To I, the I'd say we we're, we're both probably look, probably center right, center left. We're both sitting here, and I I can tell by the look on Jason's face, he thinks y'all are fucking stupid. <laughs> I, th- I you know I, I and I hate I don't want to make minimal of it. You know, because it could be a very serious situation. You know, at the same time, I see no value in what they're doing. Now, we have a history in this country of student protests where they would take over an administrative building. Um, you know, I understand that. I understand what you're doing with trying to get attention, trying to say, listen, you are going to have to listen to us. You know, saying we're not moving till we talk. I understand that. We have dealt with those kind of things. Absolutely. You know, so, okay, I understand that. It's better to talk than it is to fight. At the same time, something like this, I don't understand because I don't see how in any way, shape, form, or fashion you build, you build a constructive dialogue for change with what they're doing. Jason, and, in fact, I think you put people in danger they have put up. They have put up walls around these city blocks that they have taken over. That's what I'm saying. The, it just seems a little bit crazy to me. You know, uh, you don't, you, you don't accomplish what you're trying to accomplish with those type of this crazy tactics, unless what you're wanting is carnage. And in that case, 
well then God help you, you're to, on the wrong side to start to with. To me, that kind of seems like what they want. And it's possible. They're it sitting is. here and I may be misspeaking, you know, the words up they're claiming sovereignty on United States soil as their own country. Hmm. That is a that's a violation of the Constitution. Are there are there any tax benefits from doing that? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a good question. Maybe we I'm, get. Might maybe, have to look into that. Maybe if an Antifa member would contact us via our Facebook page, we would like to ask you some questions. You know, I think we need if we can find a genuine Antifa member. Antifa, where are you? That we could interview. Get on our Facebook page. To. Send us a private message. If you know, if one of our listeners knows somebody that knows somebody. Reach out. We want to talk to them. We want to hear what they have to say, and I want to tell them how fucking stupid they are. Yeah, this is this is just not. I I, I can't see how this is anything constructive at all. I think it's foolishness, man. And more than likely, you have a, a few, very few, really diehard people in that group, and then everybody else is just kind of kind of hanging with it, and eventually that'll a lot of it's a lot gonna. Of, Look, and like I said, I think it'll fizzle out. Yeah, I think it'll fizzle out. If for some reason you have to put military or you send in a law enforcement tactical team to deal with it, I think once these people see that, and I'm saying we because I feel like they're like a whole other group of crazy, us as Americans, when we send in our our power, Mm -hmm. they're going to lay down. Well, and I'll tell you the truth. Honestly, and I hope and, that's the and, situation. Well, and I may be wrong about this. I don't think you have to send them in. I think if you do a blockade, don't allow food in. If somebody needs medical care, of course, you know. I mean, we we would do that in a war zone, but don't allow food in. Turn the water off. You know, make it clear. Hey, you know what? We can wait you out. They will start trickling out. And saying this is crazy, this ain't worth it. I was just coming here chilling for the weekend with right. my buds, just trying to come drink some berries, smoke some weed, whatever. That's it. We thought we thought this would be a, a cool thing to do. Not too cool now. Guess what? You're under arrest. Right. So I, treason I, against the United States of America. <laughs> hey, they're the new, they'll be the new Confederates. That's what it is, man. It's treason. Well. I, I I guess I you know I, I don't know what the, the legal code on that is declaring a sovereign nation, um, but I th- I think it's probably just a, a bunch of foolish people, it is. a bunch of idiots, it's very foolish. And I you know that may be one thing that the mayor of Seattle is looking at. Listen, I can wait them out and end this without any bloodshed, or I can go in there and possibly inspire another riot. Right. You know, I mean, but what do you what do you wait for? I mean, wait for you know, them put up a flag of their own country, you know. Well, think about get it. their own constitution wrote it, up. It's kind of, they can do that all they want, but if they ain't got nothing to eat. Right. It's going to be kind of tough. I mean, if they ain't got nothing, if, if they don't have running water, eventually they're going to get tired of peeing in the corner. So, <laughs> you know, I think I think and I may be wrong. Like I said, I don't know enough about these people to make a judgment on them, but I just I don't see them as hardcore revolutionaries that are going to give their life for the cause for the, for the, for the country of Chaz. Right. The country of Chaz. Yeah. Or whatever you're calling yourself. Yeah. You I'm, crazy fuckers. I think this is the flavor of the month for, for goofballs. Man, this year has been crazy. This, this whole year. I thought 2020 was going to be a great year. I thought it was going to be my year. Everybody did. Everybody did. We all thought it was going to be, man. Um, but 
It's almost like 2020 is the year of a reckoning. Man, it has been, I'm talking from January 1 until this second, it has been the craziest year in my lifetime that I remember. You know, I'm going to have to say this may be the craziest I've seen because it's not like small fires. It's raging infernos. Everywhere. 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 Any, every little thing that starts up has been like hellfire coming up from the ground. Yeah. It's like you thought that was bad. Look at this. I mean, we've had the, the COVID-19. We've had riots. We've had killer down. What are they? Killer wasps? The, the murder hornets. Murder, murder we hornets. Don't, we, we're not sure yet we're, if that's going to get us. We're not sure if that's even real or not because we ain't yeah. seen it. We ain't seen them and we hope we don't. Do you remember? I, you might not remember this. I, I was pretty young. But um, back when the killer bees... Kill, I remember the killer were, okay, bees, Okay, supposed yeah. to be coming. Oh, they're in Texas. They're coming. Oh, they're coming. They're migrating this way. Alabama, mig- you're going to see them in months. Oh, they're going to kill you. They're yeah. just going to jump on you and kill you. And I haven't heard anything in years about killer Never. bees. Never. I've heard it. Not since I was a young teenager. Yeah. I mean, maybe they figured out a way to stop them. I don't know. Yeah, they, just, you know, they decided to go back. They're like, you know what? Yeah, we're you know, out of here. What? Fuck it. We're not going to come here. Yeah. We didn't get our green card to come to the United States. We're going to go back. <laughs> we're going to go back south of the border. We're going to go back that way. And then maybe what's happening with the murder hornets. They said, well, look, there's too much crazy shit going on here. We're right going now. back to Japan. It's more boring. We're going to go back. They've got this virus going on. We don't want no part of it. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are too much trouble. we got people burning their own houses down and protest and... Look, we just don't want a part of it. That's, it's, 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 it's almost like every day. And that was one thing I thought when I saw this situation that took place in Atlanta. I, it's never a good time for a situation like that because it affects so many people in, in, in a bad way. But I thought, my God, the timing could not be worse. Man, and I'm just, you know, I'm scared to know what's going to happen next month. I'm, I, Every it, month it's been something. It could be <laughs> next month. What about tomorrow? What about tomorrow? I it mean, could be something fantastically crazy. It, it could be. You know, the second half of the year has got to be better than the first half of the year. Uh, no, it don't. It's got to be. <laughs> it could be worse. I don't know if it could get worse. There are earthquakes at Yellowstone. So right. You know, you know short of Satan himself <laughs> crawling up from the cracks of the damn ground up here and say, "Here I am." Yeah, exactly. That's not out of the fucking question, Jason. Uh, right now, nothing's off the table. Right now, I mean, it, I'm, it is, I'm it's, really. Um, Katie bar the door. Dogs and cats living together. Anything can happen. I mean, at least Betty White and Chuck Norris and and, and Clint Eastwood still with us. So far, so good. Yeah, I, don't I mean, <laughs> Lord, man, it's been it's just been nuts, and I'm sure a lot of people's talked about this, and I'm sure other podcasts are talking about it. But Jesus Christ. I think everybody's talking it's about It's got to be talked about. Oh, hell. It's this is going to go down to the craziest year Jeez. in existence. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really been something. Um, it's like that old Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times, which was actually a curse. You're, you're going to have like our entire history of the United States wrapped into this year. It's going to cover a lot of stuff. I mean, history's repeating itself. And, and of all things, it's also an election year. Wow. And ain't that crazy. Next year, it'll probably just be normal. Next year, we're hoping it's just everybody goes to sleep. You just know, go to sleep and sleep through it. Next year, I hope I win the lottery. And that'd be an upside. All this craziness, win the lottery. Well, you know, maybe it'll swing that far the other way. Oh, boy, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> so, Jason, I mean, what's been going on with you, man? We've been talking business for this entire episode. We ain't talking about our normal bullshit, so... Man, how's things going? Everything's good. We're very, very blessed. Um, you know, I've been uh, doing a lot of work outside, working around the place. 
I've got, you saw the garden. Yeah, absolutely, looking we've got, good. We've got a lot of okra coming up and got some squash. I'm put put I'm in a, some squash I'm going to need some of that squash, man. Yeah, I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> I'll, I'll be out here with a deer. I'll be here in a deer outfit pulling your squash up. Yeah, well, see, that's why I got that. I was hoping that scarecrow would scare you off. <laughs> Once those, those tin pans start rattling, man, they freak me out at night. <laughs> right? Because you don't know what's out there. <laughs> you don't know, man. You truly don't know what's out there. You know the, the movie Jeepers Creepers, it's a horror movie. <sighs> man, yeah. You know, they talk about that monster. He wakes up every 23 years. Oh, yeah. According to the movie, 2020 has been... What, tw- 23 years what I said, right? 30- That'd be about right, wouldn't it? It's, it's equal to where the movie was at. This is the year he's supposed to wake up. Well, you better watch out, man, because he's going to eat something. It might be you. July or August. That might be his month. It could be. It could be. And your scarecrow out there, he could possibly just be standing out there one day. Knowing my luck, that'd be about That's right. about the luck of the United States right now. Because I've been at war with the deer. My war is with the deer. We're going to take care of that. All right. Come hunting season. I'm gonna come post up out here. Yeah, I'm gonna run my crossbow, where it's a little, a little safer. Oh yeah. And uh, we'll take care of your deer problem. You know, you and Mr. Heights was wanting to use a crossbow. See, so I'll get actually yeah, absolutely. get them in the crossfire. Right. Absolutely. Well, you you mentioned earlier that uh, we're going back to work with the sheriff's department, and I talked to you uh, a month or so ago about it. That you know, I that my heart was still in law enforcement. That's what I wanted to do. So I went and met with the. Uh, Sheriff and Chief, and spoke with the jail administrator. So I'm gonna next week probably be going back to work. I'm very proud for you. I, I think that is a natural fit. I think you do a good job with it. Um, it's a passion, and at, at this point in your life, I think you can go back and do some good things and, and maybe help some folks. And, you know, my, my, I don't want to stay in the jail forever. Obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. I did 12 years of it. I, I know the job very well. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go back, get my foot back in the road, but I'd like to get out on patrol. I'd love to work. Uh, well, you should. I think you've done enough time in corrections. It's time to move on to another uh, phase. You know, I'm getting in pretty decent shape right now. Uh, I do have a passion to maybe go work narcotics, something like that. Uh, it's something that interests me. Right. Or work in investigation, something of that nature. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, it, it, I had to get some things in my life together, uh, personal things that I had been battling with that, you know, not a lot of people know about. But, uh, you know, I've came to it, and I've come to it stronger. Uh, right now, uh, I'm, I'm stronger than I've ever been. Great. That's so great. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be going back, and the outpour of support that I have got from, you know, former colleagues, I guess I can say colleagues again now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people tickled that I'm coming back. And uh, Well, I think everybody knows that, you know, that's your cup of tea. I mean, it, it, it kind of, you know... I didn't tell a lot of people about it to start with. Uh, I scheduled, I talked to the sheriff. I sent him a message, you know, asking him, mm-hmm. you know, if I could come back to work part-time and, you know, work my way back up to a full-time position. Um, and he said, told me to schedule a meeting. So I went and talked to the chief and, you know, he said, yeah, yeah. And I met with the jail administrator the following day and he, he's, he's excited about it. And well, since I said, I didn't tell many people uh, after the meeting with the chief and, and the administrator, uh, I started getting text messages and phone calls and, and uh, Facebook messages. And I didn't say nothing on Facebook about it until I had spoke to the administrator and been, you know, been told, me, hey, come back to work, you know, send you a few drug tests and all that good stuff. But, man, the outpour of people that reached out to me is just fantastic. You know, that's, you know, I always said before that people that work in law enforcement are family, and that shows me right there that, you know, I may have, may have been gone for the past six months, but they still have love for me. 
Uh, and obviously they know I, I can do the job, that I'm good at it, so they're excited to have me back. Well, it's such a unique occupation, and, and I, I just want to give a lot of recognition to our law enforcement, office, law enforcement officers that work in corrections. They are uh, oftentimes not as visible, but they are dealing with just extraordinary circumstances on a daily basis. Oh, in today's world, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. And so to be able to go in there and do the job and do it well and to make a difference, um, you, really it's hard to find that in a lot of other jobs. I had one of the waitresses, or waitresses or one of the cooks, I don't remember. They asked me the other day because I, I told them, you know, after I went and talked to the sheriff and all that you know, I was trying to go back to the sheriff's department that I probably wouldn't be working with them much longer. So that's what I've been doing, you know, to keep up, you know, child support payments. and Right, right. Obviously, I wasn't making a lot of money because child support takes up a hunk of that. But uh, they said, are you sure you want to go back into this with the current state of the country? I said, look, and I kind of refer, I referred to Coach Bear Bryant, which mm-hmm. I do often, oftentimes, because he said some very inspirational things in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he, when he was called, when he was at Texas A&M and Alabama called him, to come take the head coaching job at the university. Mm-hmm. He said it was like mama calling him to come home. Right. Well, they didn't necessarily call me to come back, but... They I welcomed got, you back. They welcomed me back. And, you know, it kind of pulled the strings of my heart a little bit. In, in, in a perspective, it was like mama calling me to come home. You know, speaking of statues, um, you know, I possibly... Uh, we, you know, we might look into replacing that Bear Bryant statue with a statue of Pat Dye. <laughs> let's not go that far and and rest in peace to, to coach die yes mean, uh, he, he was a like like bear bryant was to alabama he was uh he, he was auburn's bear bryant he really was and i'll tell you something i found out that was very interesting i did not know um, when he passed a couple of weeks ago he if my understanding is correct he was buried within a matter of hours no embalming and he was placed in this type of type of um for lack of a better term, container, and buried at the um, foot of a tree that had been grown from the oak trees at Tumor's Corner. Corner. Wow. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's literally in the backyard of the home he occupied there in Auburn because he was such an an Auburn person. He's, I mean, a Georgia man to start with. Right. And then coached, he was taught by Bear Bryant. Right. That was his mentor. And then went on to Auburn. And, and them two through the years, they had such a connection. They had a wonderful relationship. And, you know, I just loved to hear the stories and to see the pictures. Um, it was kind of a, that was a golden age for football in this state. Oh, absolutely. With those two on the field. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, rest in peace to Coach Dye. Like I said, you know, uh, yeah. whether he's on the other side of my team or whatever have you, it's still, uh, he's a legendary person in this state. Oh, yeah. They, uh, Contributed a lot. Contributed a lot, just like Coach Bryant did. I mean, they to the sport of football and to the players they coached, it wasn't just football they were teaching them. Well, for my money, um, and I know Nick Saban is an incredible coach. I mean, he just is. He is fantastic. Can't take anything away from him. I have a lot of respect for the guy. I really do on a lot of different levels. You know, but it's – I, and maybe it's my age, but for me, Bear Bryant will always be the greatest college football oh, coach of all time. Opinion, and I'm an Auburn fan. That's my opinion. But too. he's still the greatest of all time. Coach Bryant's always. I've got Coach Bryant tattooed on my bicep. Yeah. 
to me, he's always – I don't you – know, and I don't care what Coach Saban does to finish his career. He could win 10 more national titles. But in Coach Bryant's day, and Nick Saban has a lot of the same, you know, attributes that Barry Bryant had. Yes. He's not yes. just teaching football. He's teaching life to these boys. Right. You know, he, he cares about their grades. Coach Bryant cared about his players. Oh, absolutely he did. Coach Bryant cared more about his players than he did winning. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how, how I feel about Coach Saban. He cares. He legitimately cares about his players. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying other coaches don't. But he's able to translate doing that and also winning championships, mm-hmm. playing good football. Well, and he's, you know, as, Bear, as Coach Bryant was, Coach Saban is a great example of pursuing excellence um, and, and doing your job. Mm-hmm. You're doing your job, so um, just yeah, a lot of respect for those guys. He, you know, the, neither of them they expected you to be perfect, right? But they expected you to give a hundred percent. Yep, give it all, work. You know, and I, we we all obviously skipped around to something totally different, but uh, again, I want to give I want to give a personal shout out to Sheriff Smith, Chief Leach, and Jail Administrator Callaway. They may never hear this, but more than they know, they mean a lot to me. And it, the opportunity that y'all are giving me to come back to work where I, where I belong, it means the world to me. Good deal. Make sure if they bring me in <laughs> that I got a good mat and absolutely, a good blanket. Absolutely. And things that, Jason, I'm going to tell you from the time we started with the Sheriff's Department to now, the, the, the changes that have been made as far as benefits for the officers and recognition for officers, mm-hmm. this current administration right here, man, they're they're actually you know telling hey officers you're doing a good job, right? They're recognizing employee of the month and stuff like that stuff we talked about years ago and then years never, ago and it, and and it was just and I'm not saying that that and I, you know rest in peace Sheriff Tyra he passed away several years back I I think the man was great mm-hmm. I had a lot of respect for Sheriff Tyra oh I do too he was in the job for a long time done a lot for this area done a lot and I think Sheriff Smith's doing a great job. And I'm not just tooting his horn because I'm, I work for him. You know, I, I talked to him before he, he, he became sheriff. I think he's a good guy. I mean, he was about the same age. He's a young guy. He's got a lot of drive in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's, he's a good guy. I mean, he's, 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 he's looked out for me. Well, good deal. Good and, deal. Uh, and we're glad to hear that. Absolutely. Uh, so, for our, for our Nerd News listeners, Jason... Buddy, there ain't been anything. I'm going to tell you that we talked about 2020. Man, 2020 will be the year without a superhero movie. Right. Well, no, we're going to get Black Widow. I'm hearing rumors it could be postponed again. Really? Because Wonder Woman 1984 was supposed to come out in July. It's been postponed. Really? Do you really think Marvel will postpone I do. A movie and not have a single movie in 2020? I do. I think what they're going to say is, listen, we're going to scratch our losses. We're going to start off 2021 and hit it like a freight train because you got to think. They've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. and WandaVision. They will be coming out probably by December. Yeah, but are they going to be ready? Well, I believe they're very close to being ready. I believe I mean, they're very close. They can't even give us the last episode of Walking Dead, whatever season it is. I, you're right. You're right. We still haven't had that last episode. You're and I'm right. anxious to see that. I am too. Let me tell you about a show me and my wife started watching. And I want to speak on something else, me and my wife. Uh, something we've started doing. we make a little extra cash. And it's been fantastic. We've been watching a show called Outer Banks. 
Outer Banks. It's I've on, heard of that. It's on Netflix. It's a good show, man. I was kind of skeptical about it to start with, mm-hmm. but man, it's it's turned out to be a good show. I mean, we were only about four episodes in because it's kind of our show we're watching together. Mm-hmm. And I've been working nights, you know, at the restaurant. What, and, what's that about? Uh, it's about these young boys in a, in, a, in like a beach community, and they're like they got you know, the rich group and you got the 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 poor people. What is like the OC? You know, something like that, I guess. <laughs> Supposedly off the shore of, the, of, of this beach town back in years, 1800s, a, a ship from England wrecked with like $10 million worth of gold. Oh, okay, okay. So they're looking for the treasure. And there are all kinds of things going on like the Like the Goonies. Something like that. It's, it's just a good <laughs> show, you know. But uh, me and my wife, uh, if you're looking to make extra money, people, no matter where you're at in the country, there's this thing called DoorDash. And I'm not making any kind of advertisement money talking about this. I wish I was. But you get out and you get on the, get the app and you pick times that you can go out. And basically what you're doing is you're delivering food. Yeah, yeah. We that's went, that's we, the way of the future. Everything's going delivery. Right. We went to Hoover. Uh, we did one DoorDash uh, last Sunday, the Sunday we didn't do a show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I dropped my kids off with their mom. And I said, you know, I'm going to schedule this time. It popped up. And we did one delivery and made $10. In 30 minutes. So we, we said, my wife signed up for it. She said, I'm going to start doing it. We'll make a little extra money for us. So we together went to Hoover. I drove. She did the deliveries. We ended up making like $75 for like three hours. So, you know, if you're looking to make a little extra cash, that's the way to do it. Uh, that's, that's a, I'm, 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 I'm going to um, encourage my wife to get after that. <laughs> and we, and we, we had fun doing it. It didn't feel like work. We were driving around. We were able to talk all day, spend time with each other. And we were actually scheduled from like, I want to say 1030 that morning to when we had an hour break from four to five to like 930 PM, we were going to work. Well, we worked up until like 330 and took our break. And I took my wife to Olive Garden. Shamefully, she's been asking me for five years to go to Olive Garden and we just hadn't went. Oh my goodness. So we were over there and, and she had said something about, you know, going to like the fish market or Olive Garden. I said, you know what? And Olive Garden sounded good, so I said, let's go to Olive Garden. So we went and ate Olive Garden, had a nice dinner, and then we decided, you know, we're just going to cancel our, our the rest of our our dashing time and just go home and get the kids. So we were we were stuffed. We were tired of being in the car, I guess. So, I mean, we just, uh, you know, made 75 bucks to go have fun. I, hey, you know, that's a good way to make some extra money, pay some bills right. off. Right. And we got up I mean, We got up this morning, as a matter of fact. I, had, I saw a time pop up for Jasper, our local area. For like 7.30. So we got up and got the kids ready. Uh, my youngest daughter had spent the night with her grandmother. And uh, we had the, uh, our oldest son and our, our youngest son with us. We just drove around and we made like 36 bucks just in Jasper. Well, you For know, an hour and a half. You could add another dimension to that. You could add another dimension. And you can actually have the people contact you directly. And you can place the orders to the drive-thru. Well, <laughs> okay, what do you want? And then you call it out through the drive-thru and hope they got it right. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, luckily we didn't have any problems. We had a couple of little hiccups over in Hoover. One lady tried to say she didn't get her food. And we know we were at the right address because we saw it on the front of the house. Yeah, he busted. We followed the she directions. She going to get you with that one. We followed the directions. They, they left us, leave it at the door. We left it at the door. And we went about our business. And, uh, you know, we got held up at, at, a, at a restaurant today. Uh, Taking a little longer at the at the place, so I, I text the, the customers. You have an option to text them, communicate with them. It's routed through another number, so they don't have your personal number. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, I just told him, I said, look, the restaurant's, you know, this is brand new with DoorDash. You know, it's taking a little bit longer to get your food. The restaurant's kind of busy. They were like, oh, you can't help that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, a, it's, a, it's a great experience. People understand you're running a little late because restaurants sometimes take a little longer to get your food done. But it was a, it was a nice experience. And, and I guess what was best for me and my wife, the quality time we got to spend together without the kids. Well, when you have six kids like we do, you don't get that. You don't get much alone time, do you? No, you don't. But, you know, I wouldn't trade my kids for nothing. But I just want to, you know, <laughs> you know, for our listeners, if you're looking to make a little extra cash, that's a good way to do it. I'm you know, times are, times are hard. And I mean, and you don't, and you basically get to pick the times you work. Well, it's, you know, to have that ability to do, you couldn't do that a few years ago. No. And, and, and now with the technology, you can do that and have another revenue stream mm-hmm. you know you can pay off bills with it you can use it for fun whatever you want that's that's pretty cool absolutely that's pretty cool absolutely well jason if we don't have any nerd news which we don't uh, i've been dead. looking i know you've been looking we're dead in the water right now man we, we need production to start back so we can start bringing this news to the people absolutely well i guess at that we'll bring it close to the show and we'll be back in two weeks with some fresh content that sounds great man i look forward right, to brother. it listeners we'll see y'all next time as always, if you enjoy our show, go to Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you like. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. Go to our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook, Two Guys Podcast, and you can look us up. Talk to us. Let us know how the show. How, what do you think about the shows, whether it be good or bad. If you think I'm an asshole for some of the things I said today, let me know you think I'm an asshole. Tell your friends so they can think I'm an asshole too. Yeah, please do that because that will help me. Jason has to work with an <laughs> asshole sometimes. <laughs> Really, we just want to share our perspective of what's going on in our old country. We do. We, we, do. we want to bring a conversation forth and, and maybe do some good and entertain folks. And that's what we're really trying to do with this conversation particularly is bring some good out of it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, listeners, we'll see you all next time. Adios.